We are live for episode 129 of the Wise Guys Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Capazel. Here with me today, back again, is Nick Perez of the Trophy Room Podcast. Please, if you like this, give us a thumbs up, subscribe if you are new, share the content, and comment along with us. You know, tell us how you feel about the the topics that we are going to discuss today and the topics that we are going to, to discuss today, Nick. Damian Lillard is now a Milwaukee Buck. We're going to give our reactions as two Miami Heat fans. We're going to be ob- as objective as possible. I pride myself on being an, an, an objective Patriots and Miami Heat fan, so we're going to try our best to do that. We're going to get into the NFL world because we always got, you know, the NFL is still the king of the king of the uh, country right now. NFL week four is coming up. We're going to give our pickums. We're going to discuss uh, the top five teams in the NFL. I'm going to give you my list. Nick's going to react and we're going to dive into some other things. But Nick, how are you doing this fine Thursday morning, September 28th, 2023? I'm going to be honest, B. I'm not okay. Everybody knows me as like the Miami Heat fan on Twitter for, you know, when it comes to like this little podcast world, everybody knows me as the Miami guy. Uh, I'm the Dame guy. It's a very sad morning. I even texted my boy this morning. I was like, yo, did last night, did yesterday really happen? And yeah, and I still wake up. I open social media and all I see is pictures of Damian Lillard in a Milwaukee Bucks jersey. And it it really hurts my soul. Really hurts my soul. Listen, it's not it's not a fun time to be a Miami Heat fan. But Nick, like I said before the show, we're gonna talk through it. We're gonna get through it together. And I believe that we're gonna well, I'm gonna get you to see the silver lining for our Miami Heat. But let's stop kidding around with everybody. Let's dive right into the topics. Damian Lillard is now a Milwaukee Buck. The trade details. The Milwaukee Bucks get Damian Lillard. The Portland Trailblazers get Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton. I'm sorry if I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Tuamani Kemara. The Bucks 2029 first round pick. And two draft swaps, 2028 and 2030. And the Phoenix Suns, the sneaky little Fs that they are, came in and swooped and got Yersiv Nurkic, Nasir Little, Keon Johnson, and the scrappy Grayson Allen. (sighs) So, right off the bat, Nick, are the Milwaukee Bucks the new favorite of the Eastern Conference? I think... I think they should... I think they should be considered one of the tops, but I honestly do not think they are the favorite because when you look at a guy like Damian, like just to talk about the positives, one of the biggest things that a lot of people have been talking about, which I completely agree, is the Bucks really struggled in the half-court offense last year. When you add Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard is either a top three or a top two isolation scorer in the league. He's one of the best pick-and-roll players in the league. He can shoot from the uh, – he can shoot – from the half court line. So it definitely opens up their offense in the half court, but they lose a guy in Drew Holiday. They lose a guy in Grayson Allen, two of their like main, I'm not saying Grayson Allen is this type of like amazing three and D player, but you lose two of your great perimeter guys. And now you're losing that. 
Like, yes, they're going to have great interior defense with Giannis and um, runner-up DPOY and Brooke Lopez, but that perimeter defense does not look all that. And I feel like that is something that the Boston Celtics have that they don't. So in my opinion, I still look at the Boston Celtics as a favorite, especially when you add a guy like Kristaps Porzingis, if he's able to stay healthy. He can definitely add to that interior interior defense with guys like Rob Will and, um, you know, a little bit of Al Horford. But, you know, the Boston Celtics have great perimeter defenders in Jason Tatum, uh, uh, Malcolm Brogdon still. They get a guy – they have a guy – you know, they just gave Jalen Brown all that money. And uh, yeah, I still th- I still have the Boston Celtics as my favorite, but I th- I definitely think the Milwaukee Bucks are are close second. I hate to say it, but the Milwaukee Bucks should be viewed as the current favorite in the Eastern Conference, if not the current favorites overall in the NBA. I know uh, Denver Nuggets fans might be not happy to hear that, but listen, Dame and. Giannis are currently the best duo in basketball right now. While they lose, yeah, while they lose Drew Holiday and Grayson Allen, you say right, mm-hmm. and that perimeter defense might be a little affected by that. I-, I, I couldn't care less about that if I'm a Milwaukee Bucks fan. I got a guy in Damian Lillard who can drop thirty in his sleep. Okay, I I got a guy in Damian Lillard who wave uh goodbye. Hit the Dame time on you with uh, zero seconds remaining in the fourth quarter. From, 40, from 40 in, feet. From 40 feet. From 40! The only drawback, I guess I would say, for the Milwaukee Bucks, the only concern maybe, is obviously this team is going to have to learn how to mesh, right? New, You got a big new uh, uh, part to that team. And Damian Lillard, and he's going to have to learn to uh, integrate himself into the offense, and the team's going to have to integrate themselves with Damian Lillard. That pick and roll is going to be deadly between Dame and Giannis. That is going to be a nasty uh, uh, thing for defenses to try and stop. Good luck with that. But they also have a new rookie head coach in Adrian Griffin. We don't know what he's going to be able to produce, what he's going to be able to put out there. He's a brand new commodity that nobody knows what he's going to give to this team. Could it be positive? Sure. Could it be negative? Yeah. I will say coaching for me, this is how I describe it, right? In the NFL, it's more 50, 50 players, coaches in the NBA. It's more 75, 25 uh, players, 75 coaches, 25. But coaching is important, right? Is important. You could see from uh, Eric Spolstra last year, you could see Ty Lue making that Clippers team without PG and Kawhi very competitive. You see these things. But it's going to be interesting to see what Adrian Griffin is going to give to that Milwaukee Bucks team. I will say this, though. The East is a three-team race. It is. It's the Celtics. It's the Bucks. It's the Miami Heat. Those are the top three teams in the East. With right below them in the different tiers, the 76ers, and then in the third tier below that is the Cavs and the Knicks. Those are the tier systems in the Eastern Conference right now. And and, and I, I do say the Bucks, the Bucks got, you know, the Bucks got what they wanted. And I, I, I do want to say this, right? I'm happy for Dame. I'm happy for Giannis. And I'm also happy for the Milwaukee Bucks fans. Even saying as this as a very salty Miami Heat fan, I can be happy for them, right? Because they were possibly going to lose Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, Giannis made it very clear recently that 
I'm not here to fuck around. All right. I'm, I'm here to win championships. I'm here for legacy. So if you guys are not going to be about that, I'm going to see my way out and I'm not going to resign this contract extension and Milwaukee, give them credit. The front office said we cannot lose him. We're a small market team. We're not going to be able to track other free agents, uh, high ranking free agents. We're going to have to do it through the draft. So we got to plunge and go get and try and go get Damian Lillard. Insane. They were able to keep Chris Middleton, but they've made Giannis happy now. Giannis is not going anywhere. Dame's not going anywhere. Milwaukee Bucks fans can be happy. They can rejoice now. They have a contending team. They have a championship team that everybody can be proud of now. And yeah, I, I just see it as a as a big win for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. And just to just to go off on the point that you said that they're a contending team. Uh, just to speak from a Damian Lillard guy, period. Like I've been watching Dame since he was at Weber. When he really started to show up in the scene, he made his noise, and then he became a Portland Trailblazer. I've been watching him his whole career. Uh, um, I've said it on my show, my favorite player to watch in the league ever since D-Wade left. Um, at the end of the day, like, as a Dame guy, I can't be mad because the ultimate thing he wanted to do was compete, was contend for a championship. And ultimately, that's what he got in the end. So me personally, like, I'm really happy for Dame. Because he can really go into this offseason, look around and say, yo, we're going to make this happen. Him and Giannis can look each other in the eye and say, yo, it's up to us and it's to lead these guys. Giannis already has that championship pedigree, already has that chip on his shoulder, finals MVP, uh, MVP, DPOI. Like, all he wants to do is win more championships. So him and Dame look eye to eye on that. And I feel like that's going to be great for the locker room. That's going to be great for everybody especially because half that Bucks roster already has a championship. I think the only person on that roster that doesn't is like Malik Beasley um, and probably like one or two more. Oh, and Jay Crowder. So, like, they look at each other like, yo, like, we're going to make this happen. And at the end of the day, that's all Dame wanted. All Dame wanted was to compete for a championship, and that's what he got. And listen, they're going to – they're obviously going to be in the market for maybe a backup point guard. I know they signed uh, Ty Ty Washington – uh, they were actually interested in signing campaign. That, that's what I saw the report too. Um, so it'll be interesting there. But before we get into the uh, the Miami Heat side of things, let's go through the trade and, and grade it, right, for each team's party. So for Milwaukee, I gave it an A+. Plus. I think they hit – yeah, I think they hit an absolute home run. You, you finally get Giannis, that true superstar running mate. This is the best player either player have played with in their entire careers. Um. And like I said earlier, you not only showed, um, you not only showed, but you proved that you are committed to Giannis. You're committed mm -hmm. to the fans, and you're committed to the future of winning championships and competing for championships. Absolutely, two top seventy-five players. Easy. So that's an A plus home run for the Milwaukee Bucks. Is that? Would you agree? A plus for the Milwaukee Bucks. Absol Nick? Absolutely, especially when. Um, when the whole thing about um, Damian Lillard going to Miami Heat was everybody was talking about Miami's going to offload everything. For the Milwaukee Bucks to offload Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, and one other guy. Three like, for, yeah, three firsts, yeah. Three guys and three firsts. Like, that's cake. Well, not three. I shouldn't say three for. I don't know if those draft swaps are, are first rounders. They're oh, okay. But, yeah, when it comes to stuff like, like, like you, like, I felt like Milwaukee ran away with this trade. Yeah. Milwaukee got the best deal 
And like they gave up a little bit to get so much back in return. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that leads us into the Portland Trailblazers. Now, I know people are going to probably come at me, right, and say, "Oh, you're being a biased Miami Heat fan." I don't believe so at all. I think I'm being completely objective when I say this. The grade is pending currently right now, right? Because I have to see what they get for Drew Holiday. But I don't think they're going to get much for Drew Holiday. I hear people saying they're going to Miami should offer two firsts and and I'm Kyle Lowry. I'm like, not doing that. Out I'm of not. your mind, dude. No. Um. So I don't know about that, right? But but for right now, I'm going to give them a C, and I think that's very very fair and very solid. You got. Let me explain why. Drew Holiday, you're not going to have on the team anymore, and I don't think you're going to get much back for him. So I'm already saying you're not getting much back for him. Maybe you get a late first-round pick. What What is that? I, I, that's nothing to me right now. You got DeAndre Ayton. Now, everybody is apparently speaking very highly on Ayton nowadays, yesterday, right? Do people forget the last couple of years where everybody was ragging on him? Not only the media, but his teammates and his fucking coaches – were questioning his will to win during games. That happened, people. This man, who's got all the talent in the world, his will to win was being questioned. And now we're going to sit here and say, oh boy, they got DeAndre Ayton. That's a big plus. The fuck it is. And then they've got uh, the first round pick. From in 2029 and two draft swaps. I don't know what those are. I don't know what those are. Unless Damian Lillard and Giannis are leaving Milwaukee, that 2029 first round pick is not going to be a good pick. And I don't see I don't see Giannis leaving, and I don't know if Dame is going to leave either. So I'm giving the 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 Portland Trailblazers a C. I don't see a big win in this. I truly don't. We're gonna get into the Miami Heat side of things in a little bit where I think they honestly we're gonna offer. Maybe not a much better deal, but I do think it would have been slightly better. And I got to give them a C for that. What say you, Nick? Um, honestly, I, I feel a little like I feel a little differently because I understand that. Um, I honestly want to give the Portland Trailblazers like a B, like a B, a B plus because um, one of the things that really stood out to me that somebody said was that. Yes, giving away Nurkic for Aiton is kind of like a like a what happened, but you're ultimately getting a new guy. You're ultimately getting a guy who wanted to be in a new system, who wanted to be in a different city, who's who says he's says he's ready to play and he's ready to do something differently. And he also fits the timeline. He fits the timeline with guys like Scoot, guys like Anthony Simons, which I still think they're going to trade, by the way. Fit guys like Shaden Sharp. So you have this young core in Portland in school, Shaden, Aiton. And, like, like we also can't forget that I understand Aiden wasn't that big of a part, but Aiden, Aiden also was a part of that team that went to the NBA Finals. He did have his games, and he had a lot of moments where he's shown that he could be a dominant center. He can shoot from the mid-range. He can play good defensively. He can be a good lob threat. So I feel like when you're looking at it from Portland, Portland's perspective, they got the draft capital that they wanted for five, six, seven years from now, which I still feel like Miami could have gave. But, like, when you look at the players that they got in return, 
I don't I don't see why this isn't this isn't that bad. Like I said, Aiton fits the timeline. Aiton's definitely gonna fit the young the young and gun like yeah. way that they're gonna play. Yeah. So I feel like that. I feel like for them, I give them a B, a B plus. Yeah. And like you said, it all depends on what they get back for Drew Holiday. Yeah, that's going to be the interesting part, too. And, again, I don't think it's going to be anything great. That's why I give them a C. I think Tyler Hero would have went for a lot more. I think Tyler Hero, because, I mean, if, if we were to believe the reports, Utah and Brooklyn were interested in giving a first-round pick. And both, neither of those teams are going to be incredibly great. So that's going to be a pretty damn good first-round pick unless they give up, you know, another first-rounder that they have from a, a, a good team. Right? I, I don't know that. But the, the the reason, listen, I've been probably the biggest defender of DeAndre in on this show, to be honest with you, Nick. Mm. But it's just too many times, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on, on me. Fool me three times, I ain't going to get fooled again. Mm. And that's really what it is with DeAndre. And uh, I don't care what you say anymore. Uh, actions speak louder than words to me. I'm a big person on actions. And if I see multiple times teammates like Devin Booker, CP3 coaches and Monty Williams come to you during games and it's caught on mic questioning your will to win. Do you even want to do this? You're not the player for me. You're not the player I want on my team. You're not the player I want near my team. And that's just really what it is. I don't think a change of scenery is going to change that. I think at the end of the day, DeAndre Ayton is who DeAndre Ayton is. He is a very, very skilled player. He's got all the talent in the world. Is he more talented than Nurkic? Sure. I'll take Nurkic over, over Aiton, to be honest with you, right now, because I think I, I believe his his want to win and his drive is going to be better than what DeAndre Aiton is going to give me. And I can't have somebody who, who I'm I'm looking over there and we're about to go into war, basically, and I question if you're going to have my back at the end of the day. I can't have that, and I will not have that. So that's why I, that's a big drawback for me with DeAndre Aiton. Yeah. Um, and finally, the sneaky little fucks. The Phoenix Suns came in here, and I'm giving them an A because I think that they fucking stole the show. They came in here and got a steal, Nick. All they gave up was DeAndre Ayton, who they wanted out anyway, and a no-name second rounder, no offense, and they received Nurkic, who I just got finished saying I would rather have him over Ayton. As long as he's healthy. Yes. And more depth at the guard and forward position. A guy in Grayson Allen, who, like you said earlier, isn't this elite caliber defender, but he's a scrapper and he's going to fight you. He's going to give you everything he's got defensively. And he's a pretty good three-point shooter. And he shoots threes at a very good clip. I believe it was 41% last year. Mm -hmm. That's a freaking steal, man. I don't know where the Suns are getting this money from, but the the new owner, uh, uh, what's his name, Matt uh, Ibisha, whatever the hell his name is. He's coming in. He's making big noise. All, right, I, know, big all noise. I know is James Jones is the GM. James Dolan? James Jones. Oh, is the GM. Oh, okay. Um, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know him. I, I just the, the new owner I know came in last year, and he was the one that really facilitated that Kevin Durant trade. Yes. He was like, we got we to gotta start competing for championships. So he's come in, and he's absolutely – I'm actually going to look up his name. So, Nick, what is your um grade for the Phoenix Suns? Honestly, I, I, I think you hit it, uh, the nail on the nose. I have the trade actually right here in front of me. I actually think you you hit it right on the nose. I think you give them an A because, like you said, they got rid of DeAndre Ayton, who they wanted to get rid of um, at, anyway. 
And then you get a guy like Yusuf Nurkic, who I'm speaking when healthy. Yusuf Nurkic is a great pick and roll player. He's a great pick and roll passer. He's starting to develop a three point shot. He's really good on defense. And I feel like either Nurkic in the starting lineup or coming off the bench, like if you put him in that post, especially when you have shooters like Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, um, Kevin Durant, like that's going to be huge for them. He can pass out the post. He can, oh, excuse me, he can create looks for other guys and it's going to be great. Um, you get a guy like we talked about Grayson Allen earlier, uh, pretty good, uh, pretty decent three and D player can shoot the three ball at a high clip. He's a scrappy dude. He'll give effort on the defensive end. And one one piece that not a lot of people talking about, and I know it because I'm a Portland. I was a Portland guy watching Portland all these years, and I even watched him in college when he was at uh, UNC. Is Nasir Little? Oh, I think yeah. Nasir, I think Nasir Little brings that defense that Grayson Allen doesn't bring. He can play the three or the four. He can stretch the four. He's very athletic. He's starting to get his own with the three ball. So I feel like what you lack in Grayson Allen is what you get in Nasir Little. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they're going to complement each other really well. And Nas is, Nas is, if Nas can stay healthy, I think he's definitely going to be one of those guys. He can like, he can be a six man or a seventh man coming off the bench. And I think he's going to be really well. This is, this is, you know, absolutely insane when you actually really put it into full perspective the phoenix suns this year this year alone and we're not even done yet we're only in september right it's not even training camp earlier this year they went out and they got kevin durant his name the owner of the team's name is matt ishbia by the way apologies to him you know billionaire don't want to offend him (laughs) matt ishbia came in and he facilitated the trade to going to get kevin durant get kevin durant then this offseason he facilitates another trade and gets them Bradley Beal, okay? And then finally, oh, no, and then I, I forget where the timeline was. Then they get rid of Monty Williams, and they bring in a Frank Vogel, a Frank Vogel who I think this is how they looked at it. They said, we don't need to worry about offense. We've got Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker. We don't need to worry about offense. Let's bring a defensive-minded head coach in there to get these di- guys to buy in defensively. And he's won a championship with the Lakers. And then finally, yes. And then finally, this move right here. They come in, they get rid of DeAndre, and they bring in Nurkic, they bring in Grayson Allen. And like you said, they bring in a Nasir Little and a Keon Johnson, two guys to give depth at the guard and forward position. I think Keon is terrible, but okay. He's just a body. He's a body. Yeah, You need a a body sometimes, right? He's a young, fresh legs body you can throw in there at certain times. I think the Suns, like I said, get an A for me. And, uh, yeah, that that's the wrap-up on, on the team grade. So now let's finally get to our discussion point, the Miami Heat. Nick, should the Miami Heat go star hunting we after losing to. out on Damian I, Lillard? I think we need to. Mm. I, 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 I got to be honest with you, I completely disagree. And I emphatically disagree, actually. I don't th- – first off, name me the guys out there, right? Zach Levine, he's not a needle mer- mover. mover. Okay, he's not. He's not a needle mover. He's not. You don't Is he top that. 20? No. He's not top 20. Let's not do that. He's probably like top like 30, I, 40. Yeah, and that's – see, that's where I mean – Ain't nobody who's top, barely top 30 or top 40 is a needle mover. He's not. He's just not. 
he's a he's he's better than Tyler Hero. But like I feel like we're we're splitting hairs here if we're being honest with you. Okay, if I'm being honest with you. I'm I'm I, tell me what Zach Levine has done that's so special. Zach Levine is a two-time all-star. What does all-star mean nowadays? Zach What does it mean nowadays with the reserves? It's like the Pro Bowl. What does it mean nowadays? No, I I understand what you're saying, but So Zach, I mean, I hear you it's a nice award nowadays, sure. I like that, but but you realistically, also gotta... what has Zach Levine done besides he's a 25 plus per game scorer, right? What is he? That's, that's the and, biggest. And, but Tyler Hero is 24, 23 years old. He he just averaged 20 points per game. He's too hurt. Who? Uh, Tyler. And well, so is Zach. But, Zach got injured too. But my thing about my thing about uh, Zach Levine is what a lot of people don't see is that like yes, we have Jimmy who guards the defend who guards the perimeter and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think if you add Zach, Zach is another two-way guard that a lot that you can also rely on on both mm-hmm. ends. If Jimmy has a hard matchup, Jimmy can focus on the defensive end, stopping the best guys. Zach can take over offensively. He's carried an offense, which he's been doing for a while in Chicago before Demar came. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on vice versa, like if Zach says, "Yo, I'll lock this guy up," Jimmy can go off. And honestly, I feel like when it comes to the Miami Heat, I think we just need a better regular season player. Like, like yes, Tyler's been great for us in the regular season, uh, not that great in the playoffs, hasn't been healthy. But when you look at a guy like Zach Levine, like I said, the two-way ability is there. Zach Levine is a 25, 26-point-per-game scorer during the year. Mm-hmm. If he can, you know, he plays between 60 and 75 games a year. Mm-hmm. If Zach can come in and be that regular season guy, Jimmy can ultimately do what he wants. Jimmy can coast during the regular season. And when the playoffs come, Zach could take a little bit of a step back and Jimmy can, Jimmy can go nuts. And I feel like Zach Levine is not that bad of a pick-and-roll player where he can play with Bam Adebayo. Um, Zach Levine's not a stagnant player where Zach Levine can play off off, off of Bam Adebayo, which is ultimately what I wanted in Damian Lillard. Yeah, Nick. That's another thing that – that's another thing we didn't talk about earlier. Are you cutting me off? No, no, I know, I know. I just – I just. No, I'm just saying, like, when you look at – when you look at – just to, like, bring this back a little bit, when you look at the guys that the Milwaukee Bucks have, Damian Lillard would have been a better fit in Miami in the Miami Heat. I'm going to talk a little bit more about this on my show. Yeah. Is that like the reason he wanted to go to Miami for a reason? Mm-hmm. When he go now that he's in Milwaukee, it when it comes to the offense and being the point guard, it's like Portland all over again. Mm. You're the you're the main guy. Mm-hmm. Well, not the main guy because they have Giannis. But when you're looking at it from a half point perspective, you're the main guy. You're yeah, going to be the number one scoring option. You're the main, especially in the half court offense. You're yeah. the main and in the guy. fourth quarter, in the fourth quarter, exactly. Fourth time, gonna be, yeah, exactly. You're the main guy. You have the ball in your hands. You make all the decisions. Mm-hmm. If you would have went to the Miami Heat, you didn't have to do all that no. because you have guys like Jimmy. You can play off of. You mm-hmm. can play off ball with guys like Bam Adebayo. You can like. Even if we didn't trade Kyle Lowry, like you could have played off guys like Kyle Lowry. Yeah. You could have played off get played off of guys like Caleb Martin if mm-hmm. he didn't get traded. Like it would have, it would have, it would have been a lot less of a load for Damian Lillard. But yeah. like I get it, why you ultimately chose Milwaukee? Because like you, and well, he didn't choose it. He didn't choose it. it was, well, but 
Nick, this is what I want to get back to the Zach Levine point, right? Oh, tell yeah, me when, it. huh? All right, I said, oh yeah, I'm sorry, my bad. Okay. No, it's okay. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Devin Booker's better than Zach Levine. Of course. Paul George is better than Zach Levine. Yes. Jalen Brown is better than Zach Levine. Mm, yes. Donovan Mitchell is better than Zach Levine. Yes. Anthony Edwards is better than Zach Levine. Um, give me Anthony Edwards one more year, especially after the year he, especially after the time he just spent with Team USA. Give me, give me Zach. Do you believe Anthony Edwards will be better than? Okay. At the end, if we have this conversation at the end of next year, if Anthony Edwards makes that little bit of a leap, then yes, Mm -hmm. I'll go Anthony Edwards over Zach Levine. Okay. Bradley Beal is better than Zach Levine. I have to give Bradley Beal his respect because Bradley Beal is a 30-point-per-game scorer, mm-hmm. but everything that he lacks on defense, Zach Levine has. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, like, yes, Bradley Beal is a better offensive player because Bradley Beal can pass the ball. He can create his yeah. own mid-range shot. But, like, we're talking about Bradley Beal and then, like, Zach Levine. Yeah, no. Zach Levine, Zach Levine has really come into his own as an offensive player. That's fair, but my whole point of of listing those names off of you is we've gotten to the seventh, and Zach Levine can be pretty much ranked at the seventh best shooting guard in the entire league. Okay. And for me, right there, not okay with going after a guy who's just the seventh best player at his own position. I'm, okay, so my thing, my thing about that is mm-hmm. that. You're talking about guys all around the league. Half of the guys that you mentioned are in the Western Conference. It, that 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 doesn't change anything for me because it, it's 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 the point about. And I think you're forgetting this, Nick. So let me remind you what we have done. Right with this almost current roster, similar. We've been in the Eastern Conference three out of the last four years. Jimmy right? Butler and Bam Adebayo. We've been in the finals two out of the last four years. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Exactly. We've done that with both runs a lot less. without Dragic, and Bam was injured. And then this past year, Jimmy was injured and no Tyler Hero. I don't need Zach Levine. Wait, 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 Go wait, ahead. wait. B, B, B. Go ahead. Okay, so, um, yes, the bubble year was mainly Goron. Mm-hmm. He was leading scorer, everything, mm-hmm. and Tyler. Mm-hmm. Who who were some of the main guys this year, the past year we went to the finals? As scorers? Yes, besides Bam, besides Jimmy. Well, yeah, obviously Jimmy, um, but in the Eastern Conference, it was Caleb. Okay. Um, and then Duncan gave his spurts here and there, so some mostly in the fourth quarter, early in the fourth quarter. Okay. Yeah. But again, I mean, so you're so, missing two. You're missing two very important pieces that are no longer Miami Heat players. Oh, Struess and Vincent. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Here, let me. You know why I forgot them? Because I'm sorry. They're solid players. They ain't needle movers. They ain't. They ain't game changers. I not, highly. Let me disagree. tell you this, Nick. Let me tell you this. We're the Miami Heat. You don't think that we can find two guys to do what Gabe Vincent and Max Struess did? No, absolutely. They're replaceable. They're not these guys that are like, holy shit. We could go out and find other guys. I'm actually happy we got Duncan over Max Struess. I think Duncan is more lethal from the three-point line. 
and I can show you the tape where the defensive players believe the same thing I do because they'll suck in on a Duncan Robinson more than they will a Max Schroes leading a Bam or whoever else the roller is wide open. I think I think Max is the better player. Max is a Max is a way better defender. I didn't say better player. I said lethal shooter. Okay, but I'm taking because you got to think we're all about heat culture. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to heat culture, we're all about the two way ability. You have mm-hmm. to be able to play defense and score on the offensive end. Well, I think sure Max. This... I think Max was the better player. Yeah, and Max all sure the, def- all the defense that was that was an no. elite defender. He was a solid defender. I'm not saying they're elite. Like, like, just... like, like, like this is Max Struess, like you said. This is Max Struess, and Duncan Robinson is like down here. It's not like this. I think Duncan Robinson should get a little bit more respect. Defense is he athletically and physically not gifted at all defensively? No, but he's six foot seven. He's got long ass arms and no, he's but a they smart do like defender. To call fouls on him, huh? They do love to call fouls on him. Well, yeah, they love to. Yeah, exactly. But but again, he's six foot seven. He's got those long ass arms and he's a smart defender. He doesn't. He doesn't really. He he understands his 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 uh, deficiencies defensively, right? He understands that. Mm-hmm. But we're getting into. Gabe Vincent and Max Schuess are replaceable players. So for I think you, Gabe is a needle mover. I think losing Gabe no, really hurts. No, he, I'm sorry. I'm No disrespect to Gabe Vincent. He's not a needle mover. Are we not going to talk about last year? Um, I think it was game one or game two when we played in Boston. We're not going to talk about when Gabe iced the game. He put Jason Tatum on his ass. Moments. And then we're not going to talk about when we were in Miami. Yeah. We're about to lose. We're about to lose against the Milwaukee Bucks in Game Four, and Gabe hit that. Was it Game Four? No, it was Game Five in Milwaukee. Yeah, we were like, "Yo, we're down four. It's thirty seconds left." They inbound the ball. Gabe shoots a fucking three pointer, mm-hmm. put us down two. We mm-hmm. play defense, get Jimmy the ball, and Jimmy comes in, pushes Drew Holiday, gets the the inbound play. Mm-hmm. We don't get that without Gabe Vincent. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Gabe, I'm not disrespecting Gabe. I'm not trying to. If I am, I'm just saying, man. He's like, not. The, he's not this guy. And I understand the love. He's not this guy that we're gonna be like. Oh my God, we're missing him. He's a replaceable dude. He is. He just is. He's a guy that we found late. I, I don't forget if he was undrafted or whatever. He was he's undrafted. Guy, okay, uh, yeah. signed the two. Signed the two way from exactly. So he's a guy that the Miami Heat have built a culture on. A guy that we can go out and find another Gabe Vincent. We can go find another Max Strews. These are guys that we can go find and easily develop. That's what the Miami Heat do. We have Kyle Lowry. I'm thinking we're going to sign Goran Dragic. I, I don't, don't think so. I love I, Goran, but I don't think it's going to happen. I, th- I, th- I think he, he comes back. He's going to get a minimal veteran deal. There's no there's no drawbacks to not bringing him in. He's good for the locker room. He's good for the, the culture. He's good. Players love him. Fucking um, Udonis Haslam deal. Like you give him a minimum and you let him. He was a productive player. He played for us like four years ago, four or five years ago. What does that have to do with anything? No, no, no. I'm not saying he wasn't a product. I'm saying he was a product for his age and for the minutes he was getting. He was a productive player for the Brooklyn Nets and then whoever the other team that he played for. He played for the Milwaukee Bucks and the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm not saying you're, right. you're missing my point with Goran Dragic. I'm not saying playing 30 plus minutes. No, no, no. 10, no, no. 11 minutes is fine with me. It's a spell. You're see know. again. You're falling into the trap. Apologies for the mic. You're falling into the trap of 
we need to go find a star hunter. You need to listen to what Pat Riley said months ago in July. We're perfectly fine with our roster and we're perfectly fine running it back. We going to be all right. We are. We're going to be all right. Nick, we were just in the freaking finals last year without Tyler here, our leading scorer. We just, we just did that. We just, we just went through Milwaukee Bucks in four, five games. We just went through, yeah. We just went through the New York Knicks. This should have been a sweep. It, no, uh, it should have been a sweep. No, nah, I think we would have won in five. No, because if Jimmy Taylor doesn't Brunson go down in game, if Jimmy does, hold on, if Jimmy doesn't miss game two, we beat them in game two, and then we beat them already in game three and game four. That's a sweep. That's a sweep. Then we beat. Then we go through the. My whole point is, we just went through a damn run without Tyler Hero and that team. We're fine. Yes, I agree with you. This we need to have a better regular season. I think everybody can admit that we need to have a better regular season, and we're going to be all fine, be all right with that. I'm just going to spell it out for you like this, Nick. Nick, it's five letters, and a guy that plays for your New York Jets. Well, he's injured right now. R E L A X. The Miami Heat are going to be all right. Like Kendrick Lamar said, we all be all right. All right? We're going to be fine. We're going to be okay. Now, do you have anything else that you would like to conclude um, the Damian Lillard to Milwaukee Bucks, Miami Heat, anything else that you would like to conclude this conversation with? I think. <laughs> I got something. I got something. And I, I tweeted this multiple times, and I said it on my TikTok. It is fuck Portland for life now. Absolutely. For life. Absolutely. I think one of the, one of the, one of the, uh, I didn't believe it at first until Bleach Report put it out. Bleach Report, the title of the article says, Blazers didn't go back to the Miami Heat. It says, Portland never gave Miami a chance to make a final offer for Damian Lillard before accepting the Bucks deal. I think that's total bullshit. I think it's disgusting that they did that to us. I think it's terrible. I really thought it was Pat Riley. I really thought Pat, like, I really thought Pat was like, yeah, no, nah, like, we gave an offer, and that was our final offer. Like, bro, this is not the, this is not back in the day where, like, you could just do that. But the fact that they didn't give us the time and day to go get Damian Lillard, I think it's ridiculous. That's the last thing I'm going to say about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, the report, yeah, the reports are If anybody there. wants my full, full disclosure, go watch the Trophy Room podcast coming out later today, Trophy Room Thursdays. My there bad, I had to and do it. The that. links are in the description for that. Go subscribe to like these videos and everything like that. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, the reports were out by the Miami Herald that they didn't come back to us. Uh, not even reports, straight from the horse's uh, mouth, Damian Lillard's agent said, Miami Heat tried. Yeah, they, they literally listed everybody's name in our front office and said, yo, I appreciate you guys. Yeah. You guys did everything you could to make this happen. He he basically said this without saying this. It takes two to tango and the Portland Trail Blazers yeah. are trying to play ball. That's it. His, it's exact hard. Words, his exact words were it takes two to make a deal. Exactly. It's hard to make a trade with someone who is so unwilling to do business with you and – Cronin obviously did not want to trade Damian Lillard to the Miami Heat. I will say this. Rich people do not like being told what to do. They don't. Ask any rich person. They don't like to be told what to do. In their on, If you put them on a lie detector test, that thing would start beeping like crazy because they do not like to be cornered or told what to do. And when Damian, <laughs> bless you, and when Damian Lillard came out and said, I want to re I'm requesting a trade and I would like to, and I would go, I want to go to Miami. You think Cronin sat back and said, 
Oh, yeah, I like that. I respect that move. No, he went back and said, who are you telling what to do? Now, you're going to go where I want you to go. Now, he saved face and saved his own ass and 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 saved the outrage from the Portland Trailblaze, uh, Trailblazers fan base by sending him to Milwaukee, a place that can actually compete for a championship. Because God forbid he did send him to a Toronto or, or somewhere else. I think I think his only other option, besides obviously the Bucks and us, I think Brooklyn. if he was Brooklyn, I think if he would have well, sent Brooklyn, wouldn't have been competing for a championship either. But that would have just been made. It, they wouldn't have. That they would have probably been in the. It would have made them more. It would have made them. They would have been tier two with the Sixers. Thank you. I would have. Yeah, been tier two with the Sixers, and that's perfectly fine. They, they he saved face with that. It's it's. It's so bad that that when you look at the whole history of this deal, how badly Cronin did not want to trade Damian Lillard to Miami. I mean, early on, he was there were reports they wanted Bam. Okay, early reports said that they wanted, um, knowing they weren't going to get Bam. They wanted a whole bench, exactly, and knowing they weren't going to get Bam. They 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 said instantly off the bat they didn't want Tyler Hero. You two. You You're can't come out and say things like that. Hero, you'll take Drew Holiday. Yeah, you can't say things like that and then also say in the same breath, we're willing to do business with you. Because you're obviously so not. And then everybody's saying there wasn't this third team for Miami. Where have you been? Because the reports were Utah and Brooklyn were willing to give up a first-round pick for Tyler Hero. That is two first-rounders, bare minimum. Most likely we're going to get a second one from Miami. So that's three first-round picks, one of them from Utah or Brooklyn. You're getting... Kyle Lowry, probably a veteran, similar player to Drew Holiday, not in the same vein. He's not the same player as Drew right now because he's aged, but a veteran presence who can come in there on a, an expiring deal and just help corral those young players that you got in Portland. You get a Jovic. You get um, uh, another uh, young rookie player that we have that I'm uh, blanking off. What was that? Jaime Hawkins. No, I don't think he could have been a part of the trade unless we were oh, another because... kid. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on his freaking name right now. Um, but Orlando Robinson, maybe. I don't know. I, I, it, it, besides the point, Nick. Besides the point. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Cronin, Cronin just did not want this to happen. And listen, like I said, it's sour grapes, sure, whatever. But I'm being a, a, as objective as I can looking at the full picture. And I ju it just screams to me, he didn't want to play ball. He didn't. It was very much out of spite not wanting to trade him to Miami because Damian Lillard requested it and said, I want to go to Miami. And again, I will, I will end it with this, Nick. Rich people do not like to be told what to do. They like to be in control. And if anybody is a professional wrestling fan, especially a WWE fan, you know a guy by the name of Triple H. His theme song, the first words out of it, Nick, let me read it to you right now. It's all about the game and how you play it. It's all about control and if you can take it. That is a rich person's mindset. That's what I got to end with with that. All right, we've dived in deep into the Damian Lillard Miami Heat trade. That took a lot longer than I expected, but we had to get a little bit out of the um, out of there. And I, I do want to say, give a shout out to uh, Lance Mansfield. He agrees with you, Nick. Delusion is real. You will he meant miss Max and get don't 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 get hyped up like that, Nick. All right, I I stand ten toes deep on my but they are not get. I'm happy they got their money. They're good, solid players. Not replaceable and not game changers. That's I miss I those guys. I miss those guys already. Especially because like I love Duncan Robinson over both of those guys. No, I, I love Duncan too. Of course. Spot. 
I love Duncan too. I was there when he put up when he had one of the best three point shooting. Yeah, you were there this last season when he was coming in. He saved our asses. I forget which game it was. It's my memory times. shot. I smoked too yeah. much or whatever. But I love I love Gabe, man. I love Gabe as a two way player when he was Kyle's backup. I thought he He's was good. Really, I thought he was really good. And not to be sentimental, but Max definitely holds a little place in my heart because I loved Max when he was at DePaul because he played with yeah, he played with one of my high school buddies. Shout out to my boy Femi. Uh a little Femi, bit of a uh, little bit of uh Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of uh look it was it was it was right here. Yeah and uh not yeah, he played with one of my guys that I played with in high school, uh Femi Lujabi. Shout out to my guy. He's killing it in Taiwan, making all that money. And they played together, they played together, and they they look I was I was tuned in to DePaul because Femi was there, and then Max just shined. I was like, whoa, yeah. I was like who is this guy? Mm-hmm. And then he got waved by the Celtics, waved by the Bulls. When he signed with the Miami Heat, I was like, yo, this is a match made in heaven. And look yeah. what he's become. Yep. Um, so we've luck. got, obviously. Best of luck to my boys in L.A. Best of luck to my boys in Cleveland. I'm definitely going to be tuned in. Heat Nation always, man. Yeah. And and listen, wishing them all luck in the world. But Miami Heat, guys, boys, it's time to lock in. Let's get it. We're running it back. Tyler Hill right. looking all that shit. Of him being in the lab, um, you know, the front office not giving him what he wants. Tyler, you better come correct this year, bro. You've been 20 points per game the last two years. Stay healthy in the playoffs so people can actually know you're a good player. Mm-hmm. And I need a jump from 20 to at least 23, man. Yeah, that's going to be a – that's an interesting develop, the Tyler Hero thing, how – how salty he's going to be. Or he went through another year of trade rumors and yeah. didn't get fucking traded. Yeah. He deleted everything off his Twitter too about the, yes, he took us out the bio, everything. Yep. All right. So Nick, what do you want to do first? I'm going to give it up to you. Do you want to do the week four pick them first? Or do you want me to rank my top five teams in the NFL and you react to it? Mm, I think we do top five team. Cause I top feel like five top five teams are a little bit easier so we can go right. through that quickly. So let's go. Ready? My, Top five teams right now before week four in the NFL. Starting with number five, Nick, the Buffalo Bills. All right. I know that they had that horrendous loss in week one to the New York Jets. But like I've always said, week one is the biggest toss up in in all of sports. And the New York Jets and that entire game was just clouded with a lot of emotion and a lot of fogginess because of the Aaron Rodgers injury, obviously. So that one I kind of like just wash under the rug and he's Josh Allen has historically struggled against the New York Jets defense. I know both wins have been against subpar teams in Las Vegas and Washington, but you got to give them the credit. They have dominated both those teams. So the Buffalo bills are my number five team in the NFL. Number four, (sighs) these last two, and especially this one, just like venom coming out of my mouth, Nick, as a Patriots fan. The Miami Dolphins are the fourth best team in the NFL. I, I, they, they have the most explosive offense in the NFL. Let me get to my point. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm listening. Okay. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. Most explosive offense in the NFL, right? Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert, this kid, uh, A Chain. Uh, Mike McDaniel, who is apparently this offensive mastermind. Um, But the defense is not good. It's not. Obviously, the offense has saved it uh, for the most part right now. 
but the defense is weak and I don't believe in that defense at all. So that's my one drawback on the Miami Dolphins. You got the offensive talent. You scored 70 without Jalen Waddle. That's fucking incredible. But oh, so crazy. For me, fourth best and they did they did it against the Denver Broncos defense. That's absolutely garbage. It is not the same defense that it was the last couple of years. That defense has fallen off an absolute cliff. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins are number four. Number three, the reigning defending Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs. Now I know. There's concerns also in Kansas City. That defense is basically nothing. It's Chris Jones or bust, really. Um, the offense, I'm a little worried about the tackles and the receiving core. But when you've got Patrick Mahomes, when you've got Andy Reid, when you've got Travis Kelsey, and when you got Chris Jones, you got to believe in that team. you got to believe in that unit. They're going to always be there. And they are still the team, quote-unquote, to beat in the NFL. And they got, you know, a new uh new fan in in, in the in the in the score in in the boxes <laughs> so y'all get listen Travis Kelsey that bank account coming in big 400% increase on his jersey sales it's disgusting and big cat had the freaking unmitigated gall to say Travis Kelsey is a bigger star than Taylor Swift you got to your ever loving mind you know who the fuck Taylor Swift is i'm not even crazy about Taylor Swift but i know who she is love T Swift i'm a big Swifty i love T Swift number 2 the reigning defending NFC champions, the Philadelphia Eagles. They are a te- yep. They are a team that probably is the most. You're important. gonna leave off. I already know a team you're gonna leave off, and this is this is blowing my mind right now. Interesting, because I feel like I'm being very fair here. Because I was actually trying to a little bit, a little bit of leaving off the Dolphins, but okay. There's no, 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 no. I'm not number two is the Philadelphia Eagles. I. They are one of the most complete teams in the NFL. Them and my number one team. They're the most complete teams in the NFL from top to bottom, T to B, B to T, okay? They've won ugly their past their, their first three games. All three games have been ugly wins, but they got the wins, right? They got the dubs, and that's all that matters. And I, rem- I remember this quote from Eli I just heard recently, Eli Manning, who said, he always likes it when even when you're not playing your best football and you're winning ugly games – if you're still winning them, that gives you a lot of confidence because you haven't even played your best football yet. So I kind of subscribe to that thought process. So that's why I have the Philadelphia Eagles number two in the NFL. And number one, the best team in the NFL is the San Francisco 49ers. I knew it. I knew it. They have the best defense in the NFL since Trevon Diggs went down. I was beating that drum, the Cowboys, but Diggs is down. So now the 49ers have the unmatched best defense in the NFL. And like I said, Top to bottom, them and the Eagles are the best team, best and most complete teams in the NFL. They really don't have weaknesses on either side of the football. The only concerns of the 49ers is Brock Purdy's deep ball. It's a little rusty after the injury. He's going to have to get it back. He, it's going to be probably have to be more middle of the field, more short, intermediate stuff with him, and maybe take one or three shots in, in, in the game and not try to force it down there. Um, and the other concerns are always the injury proneness of a of a Kittle, Debo, and CMC knocking on wood for them. Not wishing anything, but you got to have that out there. And now but, you got to put Brandon Ayuk on that list. I don't think he's necessarily injury prone. I think he was just he just got hurt. Yeah, That's he's, just, he's just. I mean, he, he maybe like he's like Debo. They're just too tough for their own good, and they just put themselves in positions that are you know not the best, right? So I've got 
The Buffalo Bills is number five. The Miami Dolphins is number four. The Kansas City Chiefs is number three. The Philadelphia Eagles is number two. And the San Francisco 49ers at number one. Nick, who am I missing off this list? Yo, oh, my God. I know they had a bad week last week, but where are the Dallas Cowboys, man? I understand losing to the Cardinals is wild. They lost to a high school varsity JV team. You lose Trayvon Diggs. But, bro. Nick, let me explain to you, right? Micah Parsons is arguably the best defensive player in the league next to Aaron Donald and TJ Watt. And Nick Bosa. I'm sorry. They scored. They beat the, they beat the Giants forty to nothing mainly because of the defense. They beat the New York Jets thirty to ten mainly because of the defense. And the main part of that defense is Michael Parsons. Yeah. Oh, and I understand Stephon Gilmore no scrubs, and yeah. like I understand Stephon Gilmore no scrubs. I would arguably arguably put the Dolphins. I'm the Dolphins. I'm sorry. Put the Cowboys. <laughs> Over the Bills because the Bills defense hasn't looked that good either. No. Yeah. So, okay. So, so is that is that where you would have the Cowboys as the fifth? Yes. At no, yes. At number five. That's fair. I would have I would have Dallas five. Mm-hmm. I'd probably have KC four. Okay. Eagles three. Miami two. Uh, San Fran one. Okay, that's fair. Let me and break hear you. Down, it's just I, for me. It's a, is... Nick, you know who's been higher on the damn Cowboys than this guy right here? That's why I'm surprised you left okay. them all. It's, it's literally ghosts. Uh, Michael Irvin, Skip Bayless, Brandon Capazello as the Dallas Cowboys believers. Okay? That's just what it is right now. But I have to be objective. And I told you in the beginning I pride myself on being objective. You, I cannot have you coming in to my top five teams when you just had a loss to, like you said, a JV high school football team in the Arizona, the worst team in the NFL. I know they got the win over the Cowboys, but they, they're the worst team in the NFL, and there's no offense to that team. They just lack the talent. It just it is what it is. James I can't Conner have you as the fifth best James team. James had a field day. <laughs> he did. I can't. I just can't have you as my fifth best team, so you have to fall out of the top five. You can't come in off a loss like that. All these other teams are coming off of wins and multiple wins. Three teams are undefeated. So I, I can't have the Cowboys in there. And and honestly, this is a great transition to my to the next topic of do I still have the Cowboys as the favorites in the NFC? And the answer is no right now. I've come very down on the Dallas Cowboys. And I'll tell you why. It's because Trayvon Diggs is no longer there. And Trayvon Diggs is an integral part of that defense. Is Michael Parsons the best player on the that defense? 1,000%. You got no qualms with me. But Trayvon Diggs is the heart and soul of that defense. He's the guy that fires them up and gets it. Everybody saw the clip in the in the offseason of him talking that shit to Dak Prescott. That's what Trayvon Diggs brings. You don't have that anymore. They were emotionally distraught after Trayvon Diggs went down and torn his ACL. I was emotionally distraught. It Especially literally in killed practice. It lit non-contact. It literally killed my entire mood. Because I was ready this entire year of Dallas Cowboys or win, this is their year. It's it's done. It's dead. You can't do it now because the same things are lingering from last year. Last year, two main problems on that defense. They couldn't stop a freaking running play, and they and they got ran down their throat against the damn Arizona Cardinals. Mozzie Smith, first-round pick, is not looking the same. He only played 15 snaps in that game. I don't know what's going on there. You were supposed to be the helper in that defensive line. You have done fuck all. Fuck all. And their other weakness last year was Trayvon Diggs could shut down one side. 
they had no other cornerback. So the offense just attacked every other cornerback. And that's what they can do this year. Stephon Gilmore, okay. And Stephon Gilmore was getting cooked by Marquise uh, Brown. Maybe that was more speed than actually talent. I'm willing to give them that. That's, the way, that's the way it looked to me. It is. It is. It's, it's very fair for that. But it's still the same problem. You got Gilmore over there. Okay, he's he's an incredibly great cornerback still. More 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 technique and smarts over actual physical talent anymore because of the age. But still get the job done. But you got no other real cornerbacks. Bland has played good, but he's a late-round pick. Is he going to come back to the form? Jordan Lewis. I really like Jordan Lewis. He's coming off a Liz Frank injury, I believe. That's tough to come back from. Mm-hmm. It just I'm, – I'm very, very worried about the Dallas Cowboys. And the offense, I don't know what's going on. I thought Brandon Cooks was going to be much better. Maybe it's – I believe he's got a, an injured MCL. Maybe that's more uh, – uh, hurting him a lot more than, than – But C.D. Lamb is looking really good. C.D. Lamb's incredible. So Michael Gallup had a good game. So is Tony. But, but I don't know what's going on there. I don't. I think Mike McCarthy is starting to reap his, weir- his, his bad influence on that, and the offensive play calling is terrible. I mean, you look at Kellen Moore in Los Angeles. That offense is fucking killing it. Killing it. Justin Herbert is having a field day. This guy's completing almost 40 passes in a game. Uh, winning is a quarterback star. 100%. I Sorry. I don't I don't I, I, I just have fallen completely off the Dallas Cowboys and I, and, I, and I hate to say that. I really really do. But I have I've come down and, and, and that's just it is what it is. That's all I've got. It's it's sad to say. I hate to say that, but that's No, just I get it. Is. It's it's just it like is. I don't know. Yeah, Trayvon Diggs injury. That, no, that, really, that, injury, that really sucks. Just killed me. It just that really did. sucks. I'm not it's even so bad. Um, but that's that wraps up that saber. So now let's get into our final time. It's getting a little hot here. Hold on. It's getting hot in here. Let me not complete the song. <laughs> <laughs> um, week four NFL pick'em. Tonight, Nick, I don't know if you did the pick in our Yahoo Fantasy Football. Um, oh, I haven't done that oh, yet. Oh, his eyes just got real wide. All I'm saying is in pickums, I'm in third place. I'm killing right now. You're doing all I'm right. I'm killing. Let me look up the, let me look up the standings. Okay. I think after week two, I was like 22 and 10. Yeah, Nick thinks he's lit. He's not that lit. I'm, I'm going crazy right now. All right, Nick is right now 31 and 17 is his record. He is fourth. What? Yeah. So number one is my boy Sean, who's been on the show. He's coming in big, 33 and 15. He's tied with my boy Tommy. Sean actually picked the Indianapolis Colts to beat the Ravens. I don't know how he had the balls to do that and actually did it. And they won. They they won. I don't know. I texted him. He hasn't gotten back to me. I want to know why. I don't know how they won without Anthony Richardson. It doesn't make any sense. Or Jonathan Taylor. Exactly. Uh, my boy JQ has been on the show is number three, 32 and 16. Then you are fourth. And I am tied with my boy uh, Thomas from work at 30 and 18. And then we've got uh, everybody else with less than 30 wins there. But let's get into it. Week four pick them tonight, Thursday night football, Nick. The Detroit Lions, I believe. The Green Bay Packers. Are going to the Green Bay Packers home Stadium. Detroit is favored by two points. Nick, who you got? I got the Detroit Lions. Listen, I'm going to say this right now. I'm probably going to – I've said it on my show before. Shout out to Jordan Love. The kid's lighting it up. I did not think he was going to be that guy this early, especially with no Christian Watson, uh, no Romeo Dobbs in the beginning, and then you lose Aaron Jones. I'm a Saints guy because I love Derek Carr. His comeback win was nuts. 
That kid, the kid looks great. Bills defense is number two overall, so I don't know how they haven't looked good. Oh, I get it. But um <laughs> <laughs> Nick's just really the kind of uh, No, nah, I mean like I I I get it. Well they're red listen, they're they you wanna know because they played the damn Raiders and the freaking commanders, okay man. Absolutely. Let's see so, what happens. And they played the and they played the Jets. So I mean that's nothing to say. With I know no Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I know Raiders have uh an explosive offense, but like come on man, let's 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 not, you know. Yeah. But not nah, um yeah, so you got the Lions winning. I got winning the Lions tonight. winning tonight. Yes. Okay. In Green Bay, you got the. This is listen. The Lions are coming off a big bounce back win against the Atlanta Falcons after losing a crusher against the Seahawks. That was nuts. Uh, yep. This is their first divisional game of the season against Green Bay. The Lions are going to be out without C.J. Gardner Johnson, which is a big blow. It's a big uh, free agent signing for that defense. Uh, he's a big help to that already weak defense. Um, the Packers came away with a close win against the Saints. I like the Packers' defense, Nick. The def- the, the offense, like you said, has, has worked so far. Jordan Love, he's throwing up touchdowns. He's getting the yardage. His completion percentage is absolute ass. Uh, he's gotten fi- he's a 53.1% completion percentage. Oh, it's my gotten the God. Job done. No, that is bad. That is bad. That is yeah, bad. That ki- that's not going to work. That That's like if you're a point guard and you're shooting 40, 50% from the free throw line. It's not going to work. You have to bump that up. Um. I got Detroit in a close game though, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, Detroit winning a close game. I'm still very high in Detroit, but that defense does need uh, some uh, more work. Next up, 9:30 a.m. Nick, everybody be ready. ESPN Plus Sunday morning in London, Wembley Stadium. The Falcons taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who you got, Nick? I got the Jacksonville Jaguars because I'm losing two weeks in a row has definitely. Um, I don't want to say demoralized, but definitely leaves a sting in the locker room, especially because Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be this guy adding Calvin Ridley. And you saw it week one. Week one, they looked so good. But now you're going against this team like they they Jacksonville needs to come out with a W. Yeah. And I'm going with them. Hold on one second. I just wanna I just wanna pull this up real quick. This this makes no sense from Darren Gordon Hill. Hates me and my cowboys. I am the biggest Cowboys supporter, not named Michael Irvin and Skip Bayless. I don't want to hear it. I just had to say he that. did pick Dallas to win the Super Bowl. I did pick Dallas to win I the remember Super Bowl. That. I got a lot of hate for it. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. So Falcons and Jaguars. The Falcons have arguably the best running attack in all of football. Um, I got to be honest with you. I think yeah, Bijan is a freak. He's a freak. I honestly think that they should probably go take a flyer on a Cam Newton. Um, I think because I don't think Desmond Ritter is that guy. I, I think, think Cam, Ritter, Cam Newton can make that running attack I think they that should much tank better. Tank for Caleb Williams. Tank for Caleb. Yeah, I mean, either tank for Caleb or get. I support. think they're gonna. I I just think they're gonna win too many games to. Uh, and now I know what you mean is actually tank, but I just think that they're gonna win too many. Ga- like they're gonna win like five, six, maybe even seven games, and they're not gonna be able to contention for that. But um, AJ Terrell is that dude uh, in the cornerback room. Like you said, the Jags have been very disappointed this season for a team that I picked to be in the Super Bowl this year, and I was I thought they were gonna take a big jump. Has not done that. The O line has been absolutely terrible. They need to step it up. Um, Absolutely. Trevor well, you Lawrence, saw it in week one, though. You saw the firepower they had in week one. Calvin they, Ridley looked like a stud. He did, but who were they playing? Week one. I'm pretty sure they played the Indianapolis Colts, if I'm not mistaken. 
I think yeah, they played the Colts, and they have the worst secondary league. And since then, Calvin Ridley has not looked the same. Now sure. that probably has to do more with taking um, a year, a year plus off. But I expect a little bit more from uh, Calvin Ridley late. I think he gets back to form. Uh, Christian Kirk was really good too. AJ Terrell is going to be a tough match. We have Christian Kirk. My whole point is. The offensive line has been a weakness so far. Their run blocking and pass blocking has ranked bottom 11 in both categories, so they need to step it up there. But I will say this. London is kind of a home away from home for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They play a lot there. They're going to play next week in London as well, hosting the Buffalo Bills. So I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars to get the job done after an embarrassing blowout loss to the Houston Texans. That cannot happen. Not happen. Next up, we've got the Miami Dolphins. Headed to Buffalo to take on the Bills. The Bills are favored by minus two and a half. I don't Nick. understand how this is a one o'clock game. This is going to be a shoot out. Talk to me. Oh, man. I don't know who to pick. I don't know who to pick. I don't know who to pick, man. Let me tell you this. Tua's it's been on like a tear. Huh? Tua has been on a tear. He's been on a tear. The, the offense has been outstanding. Tua has done his job, and as a Tua skeptic, still a skeptic, I, I, I'm i going to give him his credit, but I'm not going to say sit here and say, listen, man, it is more to do with Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill, and Mike McDaniel. It, it, it is. It's just plain and simple it is. And I think I if you put a lot that. of quarterbacks in that position, they do a lot of similar things than Tua Tonga by law. I don't know about that. I do listen, know about I'm not, that. Listen – I'm not going to take credit away from uh, Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel is one of the premier offensive guys in this league. Um, I'm not going to take away from Tyreek Hill. We all know who Tyreek Hill is. We all know who Jalen Wall is. But there are some throws that Tua makes, man, that you see it and you think in your head, yo, I think the only other guy that can make that throw is probably Mahomes. Stop He's it. He – I'm not comparing him to Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying you're comparing him, but stop it. Okay, There's but I'm saying like – make make I'm throws. just saying, man, because there have been some throws where you've seen Tua make it. I'm like, wow, like he made that play. Yeah, and he I've seen a lot of throws where he's underthrown it and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle have saved his ass. Absolutely. So I, that's just what I say. And I, I'm listen, giving him his credit, he's making some plays, but let's not sit here and say he's doing anything outstanding because what did he look like without Mike McDaniel and Tyreek Hill? That's very true. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you though. A lot of people talking about uh, Tua for MVP. Mm-hmm. I think if the Dolphins have the success that everybody thinks they're gonna have, I think it's gonna lean more on Tyreek than Tua. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to come down. If Tyreek Hill gets 2,000 yards, that's definitely gonna be a conversation to be had. Um, but he's got to stay healthy. That's the number one thing. In terms of this game, <sighs> I don't know who to pick. <laughs> I don't know. The Bills got back on track by beating two subpar teams, like I said. Their confidence is up for this big divisional. And they, divisional. Put, a, they put up 38 apiece. Yeah, the, the, this is the, their confidence is up for this big divisional clash. Um, I'm really, really tight that the Dolphins got um, New England and Buffalo early on in the season. So now when they go play later on there, they're going to be in Miami. It's going to be warm for them. Don't think that that was an accident by the schedule makers either. Don't think that was. Um but full transparency, I hate the Miami Dolphins. I really do. <laughs> I really do. As a New England Patriots fan, I hate the Miami Dolphins, and I hate I the success they're having. I hate the success they're having. Okay, I do. 
I, I listen, I've Mike McDaniel has grown on me. I'm gaining a lot of respect and, and, and love for him. I just like his weirdness and, and his, his swag that he's, he's got. So but funny. Yeah. So I'm going to respect for him because he comes to Miami Heat games. Yeah. But I'm going to say this right now, full transparency. I'll be rooting for the Buffalo Bills. I will be. So I'm going to pick the Buffalo Bills to beat the Miami Dolphins. Honestly, Dolphins. I'm probably going to. Yeah, I don't know. Straight up, fuck the Dolphins. I'm not even. I, I'm not even gonna make a pick because, like, I it, it's so hard. It's like, like I love Josh Allen. I love Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs is one of my favorite players in the league. But like, that offense is so high powered. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, Nick, we've got the Denver Broncos. Oh my God, the battle of the mids. Yep, headed to, I don't even know about mid, headed to Chicago to take on the Bears. The Broncos are favored by three and a half. Who you got? I'm going with the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I, I, listen. As much as I love, as much as I love Justin Fields, mm-hmm. and I'm a firm believer in Justin, he has not looked good this year. Uh, and I know the Denver Broncos have a really bad defense, but the bright side on the Denver Broncos is that. Russell Wilson has put up some good games these past mm-hmm. couple games. Yeah. I understand losing to Washington at that buzzer at the end. That sucks. That was definitely pass interference in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the individual season that Russell has had, I think he's had a very good year. He's had, you know, he's played a, he's been playing a lot better than he was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you give him like one or two more weapons, if Jerry Judy actually becomes the guy that everybody thinks he's supposed to be, mm-hmm. if um, Patrick Sertan doesn't um, – uh, is it Patrick Sertan? No. Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton. Oh, okay, Wait, yeah. Sorry, yeah, he's the second cornerback. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I said it backwards. Uh, if Cortland Sutton doesn't fumble two balls, I think they easily win in Washington. And then game one against the Raiders, I'm not going to say anything about that because my Raiders won. But, um, but nah, yeah, like I, I don't – I, I know a lot of people are talking about this Broncos team that they they're really bad tank for Caleb they're not good. I think you just give them time. Yeah. I think you give them time um, and in the I don't think they're gonna do anything this year. But yeah. if you give them time and you improve on that defense in the off season, I don't think I think they'll be like a subpar team. I think they'll be okay. But yeah, I'm going with the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I, listen, I'm I'm going with the Broncos because I truly believe the Denver Broncos need this win more than any other team this week. Um, you and I also to... want it because I also want it because if the Bears start zero four, they should trade Justin Fields, and Justin Fields can go to a way better um, place. Justin Fields is not the guy. No offense. Um, this is a must. He's better, Zach, he's better than Zach Wilson. That's not saying much, man. I mean, I know it's not. But <laughs> you, but... Want, you want a pile of shit or you want a pile of piss? Which will pick your fucking poison? There? I don't know which one. <laughs> oh, no offense. This is a must win for the confidence, for the pride, and to keep this team from falling apart. Because you lose to the Chicago Bears and you go 0 and 4. That's disgusting. This is going to be hard to repair. Watch them tie. Anything. Yeah. Watch them tie. That would be terrible. Watch if them the, tie at 3 and 3. I will say this. If the, <laughs> if the Bron- I don't see the Denver is going to score more than 3 points. If the Broncos D doesn't show up again, Vance Joseph might be out of a job. Absolutely. Because you can't just can't happen. I think the Denver Broncos are regretting not paying Rex Ryan that five million a year 
to have him come back and coach that defense. Because mm-hmm. I can tell you this right now, if Rex Ryan was your defensive coordinator, your defense wouldn't have gave up 70 points and it wouldn't be looking like this. I guarantee you that. Guarantee you that. 70 points is fine. Yeah. I'm taking the Denver Broncos to win that game. Let's go, uh, Sean Payton. Next up, we got the Ravens taking on the Browns in Cleveland. Cleveland is favored by three points. Nick, who you got? I have no idea. I think. <laughs> no idea. I have no idea. Is um, this what you do when you do your pick em? You're just like, I have no idea. Yo, like, because I, yeah, because like when I have to do my pick and like when I have to get ready for my show, I'm looking at the schedule and I'm thinking about everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's really hard to pick sometimes. Like, well, like, let me help you out here. Let when me help you, you out here. go ahead. Both teams, both teams' QBs have not been very good. They both struggled. And I don't expect that to change in this game. Both defenses are very good. Um, Let me just give you this real quick. Brown's defense is top three in overall defense, run defense, and apologies. uh, Overall defense, run defense, and pass rush. And 11th in coverage. Tackling needs to improve. It's pretty low ranked. And the Ravens defense is top five in every category. Every category, except for pass rush, which is 20th. So both these defenses are very, very good, if not elite. They're playing at a very high level. I expect this to be a tug, a tug, a tough, ugly defensive game, uh, a close one. I'm going to take the Browns to just pull it out because it's in Cleveland. They get the job done. But I will say this. My Browns pick as the number one seed in the AFC is also dead in the water. It died when Jack Conklin, arguably the best right tackle in the game, went out in week one and tore his ACL. And then next week following that, Nick Chubb tearing his uh, MCL, which is absolutely astonishing. It was just a torn MCL. So happy for him, wishing him the best in his recovery. When you lose those two players back-to-back weeks, uh, that 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 completely falls apart. They're still going to be a competitive team. I think they actually are going to make the playoffs still, but they're not the number one seed in the AFC anymore to me. So what say you, Nick? Um, honestly, with you saying all that, I think I'm gonna lean Baltimore because, like, well, I, why don't you just, you know what? Um, I'm gonna lean Baltimore <laughs> because, like, you talk about all those defensive stats. I think the Cleveland Browns have a turnover problem. Mm-hmm. As much as, as much as I'm a believer in Deshaun Watson, what he does on the field, mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. the field, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. But when you look at Deshaun Watson on the field mm-hmm. this whole year, he's been a turnover know. machine. You want to know why I think that, Nick? You want to know why I think he has struggled? I don't think it has anything to do with his talent. No, I think it's a mental thing. I think it's 100% up here. I think that he's thinking too much. I think players of opposing teams, I think um, the, the fans, the media, everybody think they're all in his head. And, bef- and until he learns to let that go, until he learns to say, I got to play free and not think about everything else, mm-hmm. he is going to continue to look like this. He, he's got all the talent in the world. Once Absolutely. he lets go, once he lets go and plays free like he was before, he's going to be back to it. Yeah, I think oh. I can – so I I always thought it was something mental, and uh, I thought I was kidding myself. But when I saw the preview for, I believe it was Brown Steelers, they showed him meditating on the bench. Mm. So when I saw him meditating, I knew from the jump, I was like, yeah, his past is getting to him. Mm-hmm. It's all up here when it comes to Deshaun Watson. Because like you said, when he was in Texas, he was already a fan favorite. 
So mm-hmm. he was just having fun. Mm-hmm. And look at what he did while he was in Texas. He was, a, yep. I think he was a pro bowler two times. Yeah. I think he made an all pro team. I don't remember. But he was a stud in Texas. Mm-hmm. If he can get over that mental aspect, I think he's he'll have he'll have so much more success. Yeah, and that's a tough tough battle to come. And that's why I'm going to lean Baltimore because yeah. Lamar, uh, Lamar, <laughs> Lamar is the better quarterback right now. Right now, right now, yeah, he is the better because yes. of that problem, and, and Deshaun's just going to have to get over it. And it's and a tough Zay battle Flowers, to get through. And Zay Flowers looks like a stud. He's he's balling out, but I will say this: the the. I feel bad for OBJ though. I do feel bad for OBJ. He can't just he just can't stay on the field right now. He got uh, but, injured week one. Yeah, yeah, week two. I think it was week two. Same thing. Um, next up, we've got the, where are we at the Pittsburgh Steelers are headed to Houston. Speaking of the Texans, Pittsburgh is favored by three points. Listen, I'm gonna give it up to CJ Stroud. He's played very very well. Um, I wonder if if he's going to be the one Ohio State quarterback to break through and actually be a good, competent quarterback in the NFL. But the Steelers ain't going for that. Steelers are a veteran team. The Steelers are very well head coached, and I expect C.J. Stroud to struggle. I'm picking the Pittsburgh Steelers to win this game. I actually am too because, um, like you said, that defense is crazy. T.J. Watt looks like he's in running with Micah Parsons for defensive player of the year again, again, and um, uh, Kenny Pickett has looked a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, even though losing Deontay does suck, George Pickens has definitely stepped up as that number yes. one guy. As that number one guy, um, Najee hasn't looked really that good, but he had a little bit of a spark last week, um, last week, and even the week before. So, um, yeah, I'm going with Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, did you hear that Matt Canada, Matt Canada and Kenny Pickett are going to be working even closer together now? Really? Yeah. There was a report, like I think a couple of days ago that they're now even making Matt Canada and Kenny Pickett work even more closer together. So it's like, everybody is, <laughs> everybody is saying fire Matt Canada and the Pittsburgh Steelers are going, put them together more. Um, next up, we've got the Minnesota Vikings. Headed to Carolina, take on the Panthers. Two zero and three teams. I don't think Minnesota expected to be here right now, Nick. But they are, and I don't think that they are going to lose. This is a game that the Vikings should win, and this is a game the Vikings will win. They will not Absolutely. lose this game. They will beat the Carolina Panthers, regardless if it's Andy Dalton or Bryce Young. I do not care. They are finally going to get that first W. Of the season, give me the give me the Vikes. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Vikings too. Their offense has looked so high powered; it's disgusting. Jettas with I think back to back hundred plus yard games, yep. uh, at least one or two touchdowns. Jordan Addison has looked really good as well. And then you add a guy in Cam Akers. I thought that was really great, um, especially because Alexander Madison hasn't really looked that good. So um, I know the defense has always been a struggle for the Minnesota Vikings, but I think when you look at the Carolina Panthers, I think they're struggling all around besides Bryce Young and maybe Miles Sanders, and then that's it. Adam Thielen, you can you can definitely tell he's lost a step, even though he had back-to-back um, good games. You can definitely tell he's lost a step. He had, he's not the same explosive player. No. He was in Minnesota, so I got to go with the Vikings. Yeah, you and go Kirk's been going nuts, too. 
Kirk, yeah, I mean, nobody nobody was sneezing at that offense. We know that offense is high power. We know Kirk is a is a very good quarterback. Um, uh, but that bring bring Kirk Cousins to the New York Jets. Uh, we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this question in a little bit, Nick. So just stay tuned for that. Um, next up, we have the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Indianapolis Colts. I believe Anthony Richardson is going to be back. They're going to be playing in Indianapolis. This is an even, this is a pick'em game, which I think is actually a little bit uh, disrespectful to the Rams. Listen, the Rams have played a lot better than a lot of people expected. They might be one of two. Last week, though, on Monday, they did not look that good. They, in what way? They just, like, it was, like. It was 19 to 16. I don't know. I, I, there was something about that game that just didn't look that good. Well, listen, they, they're they're a very inexperienced team. They're half the roster is rookies. Um, that's why I gotta say I gotta give a lot of credit to to Sean McVay, to Stafford, and to Aaron Donald because I think that they have stepped up and taken a lot of responsibility and a lot more uh, uh, culpability to that team and are now stepping up and pushing forward and making this team a lot better than, than what they are. I'm taking the Los Angeles Rams to get this job done against the Indianapolis Colts, and I can't believe it is a pick. Give me the Rams. Puka! Honestly, with Anthony Richardson coming back, I'm probably going to lean Indianapolis. I'm a big Anthony Richardson guy. I love Anthony Richardson. I think he's so good, man. I think he could arguably be one of the best uh, quarterbacks come out this draft. Right now, it looks like it's between him and C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. Like, I – I don't know, man. He's looked really good. People talking about his inaccuracy issues. He's looked he's looked okay to me. So he's done he's done very much better than I expected. I'll I'll, I'll give him that. Um, but I I still just don't think um, I'm not too much into. It. I mean, he's only played one full game though. True. Um, so we'll see. Um, he's gonna have a lot more tests throughout the season. We're gonna. I'm. I'm holding. I'm. I'm waiting on it. I'm. I'm waiting to see because I just. I got to see a lot more about this. Um, uh, Anthony Richardson cat. Next up, we have the. The Milwaukee. No, not the Milwaukee. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers headed to New Orleans to take on the Saints. The Saints are favored by three points. Nick, who you got? I got the New Orleans Saints. Okay. That defense has looked really good yeah. the past couple weeks. Yep. Except for the uh Jordan Love comeback. But other Even than then, that, they only gave up seven eighteen points. So yeah, I understand losing Derek Carr does suck. Derek Carr is week to week, but yeah. they said he might not play this week. They're gonna start probably uh James Winston. Yep. But getting Alvin Kamara back is huge. And Chris Olave looks great. Yeah. Chris Olave has definitely put himself up there. I was a sleeper on Chris Olave, but watching him now with Derek Carr and um, now about to be Jameis Winston, I I think that Saints team that Saints team has that. De- I think it's their division to lose, in my opinion. Well, yeah, I said that at the beginning of the season. They should be the favorites to uh to Absolutely. win the division, but I'm holding out hope on my Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Baker Mayfield. Oh, I'm not sleeping on the Bucks though. Don't sleep, ever sleep, ever sleep. Never sleep. This game is into <laughs> don't don't do that. Oh my god! When the Bucks went when the Bucks went two and zero, I was like, oh my god, Brandon's gonna kill. Oh my god! 
And the, ah! and the one loss they had isn't even that bad. They lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. They lost to the right? Eagles. And then a couple of balls go this way, a couple of balls go that way. You know what I mean? That's a lot closer game than, uh, than you know, people expect. Listen, I'm going to say it's in New Orleans. The Saints tend to do a lot better at home. Uh, New Orleans has had Tampa Bay's number for the past couple of seasons as well. Even when Tom Brady was there, that defense has just had their number. Especially Lattimore has had Mike Evans' number in his back pocket. Um, I don't know what to expect from Carr. Um, you said he's week to week. He might play. He might not play. They're, they're, saying, they're saying they're prepared for him not to play. Yeah. I mean, if he does play, I don't know what to expect with that AC uh, sprained uh, joint. And if he doesn't play, we got Jameis Winston uh, – who is a uh, good backup and knows the yep knows the system of the Saints and knows the system of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. I think it's going to be a close one. I will take the New Orleans Saints to win this game at home in a close, uh, tough game. You're taking them over the Bucks. I I'm, I gotta be objective. I gotta be objective. Uh, I think the Bucks beat them uh, later on in the season when they go to Tampa Bay. Uh, I think it's a split. Next up, we've got the Washington Commanders headed to Philadelphia. To take on the Eagles. This is not even a question, bro. Now, it wouldn't be, right? But do you remember this, Nick? Interesting note that the Commanders were the first team that beat Philadelphia last year when they were undefeated in Late, Philadelphia. Later in the season, right? Yeah, when they were uh, 8 or 9-0. and oh. They gave them their first uh, loss of the season in, in Philadelphia after getting blown out in Washington earlier in the season. Um, I know Philadelphia has struggled to win every game this year. And I know it's a divisional game. But with that being said, I still think Philadelphia wins. Um, I think I think they take care of business. I don't think they lose to the Washington Commanders two years in a row in Philadelphia. Don't think that happens. Give me the Eagles. Absolutely. I'm taking the Eagles. I understand people have been talking about Jalen Hurts this, Jalen Hurts that, but I still think they're they have a lot, they're a lot better than the um commanders. Mm-hmm. 100%. Next up, we have the Cincinnati Bengals headed to Tennessee to take on the Titans. The Bengals are fainted, fainted, favored by minus two points. Nick, who you got? I got the Bengals because um, they, they gutted out a win last week. Yeah. Thank God because of Joe Burrow and thank God because of um, – Jamar. Jamar Chase. Wow, I can't believe I just drew a blank. Um, Jamar had the game. Oh, um, he's a top five receiver. In the oh, league. my God. He had a game last week. <laughs> my God. But, um, no, nah, I got to go. I got to go with them. Go uh, with the Bengals. Um, yeah. The, the Bengals finally got their first dub, like you said. Uh, it was an ugly win, but they did it. They got the job done. And a win is a win is a win, right? That's what they said. Um. I think this game is going to be close because, I, like I've said about Tennessee, they are a tough, um, gritty team. They're going to be competitive. They've got a, a good, solid defense. Uh, they've still got Derrick Henry there. I think it'll be close, but I think Cincinnati gets their second win of the season. My only concern, my only worry is what cost are they are they putting out there by having Joe Burr out there? You know, what's the cost of this season to Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals' future? That's my only – He's on one calf. Yeah, basically. And and, and that's just – it's just my one concern with that, and and I worry about it. I I really do because I'm a big fan of Joe Shiesty. I think he's the best prototypical quarterback in the league. Uh, I know Patrick Mahomes is the guy that – you know, Patrick Mahomes is off script. Joe Burrow is a very Peyton Manning, Tom Brady-esque guy. 
He's a guy who's a pocket passer, and he speeds reads the defense, and he just picks you apart. That's why I say prototypical uh, quarterback. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Nick. All right. Don't, don't get too high. Cool. I'm just saying, okay. Like, I get it. I just – Patrick Mahomes is not ever going to be the GOAT. Everybody knows that. We all know this. Okay. Next up, we've got the Las Vegas Raiders headed to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. I think if he wins one more, he's in the conversation. No, he's not. The Chargers are favored by minus five and a half. You want to have the debate later? We can have the debate later, and you will lose that debate ten times out of ten, Nick. Um, the 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 Raiders are headed to the Los Angeles to, to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Chargers are favored by minus five and a half. We got. Come on, man. You know who I got. Who you got? I got the Las Vegas Raiders with the upset. with the chest. I got the Las Vegas, my Las Vegas Raiders with the upset, man. We looked really good last week. I'm really mad we didn't get that win. Devontae Adams is still a stud. Whether Jimmy Garoppolo plays or not, the kid doesn't look that bad. I forgot his name, though, which is really bad on my part. Hmm. I, um, the, the He's not a rookie, but the backup that we have, he looked really Jared, good. Jared Stidham. No. Is it oh, no, he's gone. He's on Denver now. Um. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, I'm blanking. I'll find um, I forgot I'll his find name. It. I know I'll a number. I know a number he wears. I don't know. But, uh. Uh, Aiden O'Connell? Yes, Aiden O'Connell. Yes. I think the kid looks really good. He played really good in training camp, played really good in the preseason. I think if Jimmy goes down, if Jimmy's not – because Jimmy's technically – he's technically still in concussion protocol, so we don't know what's going to happen yeah. with Jimmy Garoppolo. But this um, – the Chargers defense is terrible. Yeah. And they look really good on paper. But yeah. when it comes to being in between those lines, they're not good. No. And, like, if you look at the – and I think I'm expecting Josh Jacobs to have a big game. Okay. Josh Jacobs has been really quiet these past three weeks, and I feel like that's one of the main things that we've been – that's really one of the main reasons why we've been losing. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo's look good. He's throwing a couple of great throws. Obviously, we all know what Devontae Adams is, yeah. all that. But I think once we get – I think this is going to be the game where we get Josh Jacobs going. If we can get Josh going, it definitely opens up more for O'Connell and it makes him a little more confident. They're definitely going to rely on him more, uh, as in Josh Jacobs, because of O'Connell being a little scared out there, whatever. But, like, I get it. Justin Herbert, he's looked really good. But this defense is going to cost them games. Mm. And I think this is one of them. Now, you say that about the Chargers defense, and I do not disagree with you. The Chargers defense is absolute ass. Uh, they're ranked in, 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 um, in bottom in almost every uh, statistical category. They're ranked in the bottom. But you do realize the Las Vegas Raiders are just as bad, if not worse. Absolutely. Yeah, if not worse. I would say they're worse. You do, you do, know, who, you do know who we have? Matt Crosby? Max Crosby. Okay, the Chargers also have a guy by the name of Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, too, and Derwin James. Like, if you want to go star for star, the Chargers have the stars. They're just not who, doing, wait, doing who? What star has had a better year this year? I, I don't know right now. Max Crosby. Right. All right, well, you can say Max Crosby, and that's fine. Max Crosby. But, but I never what, take nothing away from but what I'm Bosa brother. What I'm saying to you is both defenses are below average. I'll take the Chargers a, a, better than the, the Raiders that for my money. But both offenses are explosive. They can explode at any point in time. But I'm going to roll with the Los Angeles Chargers. It's in L.A. It's home. 
Justin Herbert has looked incredible. Kellamore and him, I get are, are are guaranteeing our best friends right now. Justin Herbert loves having him there. He's putting up. I expect him to have the best statistical season of his career under Kellen Moore. It sucks for Mike Williams going down with the with the knee injury. I feel bad, but that's sucks. Next one man down, next man up. Quentin Johnson, Johnson. your first round pick. That's why they drafted you. It's time to step up. Not up or shut up time for you. And Keenan Allen has looked really good. Keenan Allen is outstanding. This guy is uh, this guy. He's a he's what two hundred plus last week. Yeah, he's yeah. It's nuts. I think he had eighteen receptions too. Absolutely killed me in fantasy football. He is a forgotten uh, hero of this league. Uh, people really sleep on him a lot because of his. He's, he's old. He's thirty one now, I believe. He's been in the league since twenty thirteen, which is just crazy he's to very say. Injury prone. Yeah, but he's an outstanding receiver. He just gets the. He's no. He's no flash. He just gets the job done. And that's it. Very similar to Mike Evans. Um, but I'm going to roll with the Chargers because I just think that while both teams are not very good, um, especially defensively, I just think the Chargers are a little bit better. So I'm going to take the Los Angeles Chargers to win this game. Next up, we have the Arizona Cardinals headed to San Francisco. I don't even think this is a question, Nick. We got the best team in the NFL. San Francisco 49ers. Do you believe the San Francisco 49ers cover the minus 14? No. No. Interesting. No. I The only reason I don't think they cover it is because there's got to be some level of confidence in that locker room in Arizona. Okay. Especially beating a team like the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. But you definitely have a little bit of confidence. Joshua Dobbs has been all over social media mm-hmm. um, showing his face, having some fun. So buy. Can, we, can we get this guy a jersey? Can't even buy I know. Can we get this guy a jersey? And, uh, you know, James Conner's no scrub of running back. No. Our, um, you said it la- You said it earlier. Hollywood Brown looked really good last week. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, I don't know, man. They, I don't think the spread gets covered. Okay. Uh, I, think, I think anything – I think the Niners win probably by, like, 10. Yeah, I would say that. I don't think this is a question. I think the 49ers dominate. Um, I actually do think they do cover the spread. Uh, I just think that they are going to be – I don't think they're like you the Cowboys. they're going to obliterate them. Yeah, you're not going to be able to run like you did um, on the Niners, like you did on the Dallas Cowboys. That's, that's not going to happen sure. up front. Um, and they're not going to be able to throw the ball like they did against the 49 because that pass well, rush the is Niners, The Niners have – Hargrave or Nick No. Uh, huh? Whose last name is Nick Bosa? Nick Bosa. Thank yeah, you. yeah. I mean, now it's the, the, the defense is stacked top to bottom. They got the best linebacker in the league in Fred Warner. Uh, the guy I always freaking forget his name, Troy Palomalu Jr., uh, Hufunga, I believe it is. He's outstanding at the safety. Charverius Ward. The defense is, is stacked top to bottom. Absolutely. They're not going to be able to get the ball going uh, for the Arizona Cars. The Ford, looking, like another, looking like another 70-point game. No, definitely not a seven. That <laughs> comes around very. There's only been four times it's happened in NFL history. It's not happening again. Um, but yeah, 49ers dominate. Next up, a game that I'm going to be uh, keeping a keen eye on. The New England Patriots are headed to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. The Cowboys are favored by minus six and a half. Nick, who you got? I got the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys need to come back after losing to a JV varsity team. And playing the New England Patriots, uh, I'm not going to say anything about the New England Patriots because that defense has looked re- that defense has looked really good. Yeah. You just got to get uh, Mac Jones some weapons. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I think if I if I was 
if I was the Patriots, I think they made a big mistake in not paying Jacoby Myers. Yeah, I, I not it's not major. I just I would have rather have paid Jacoby Myers over Juju Smith over Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, it was literally the same exact contract. I just I think I think right now Jacoby Myers is a better player than Juju Smith-Schuster. And look at what Jacoby's done in New, in um yeah. L.A. In Vegas in Vegas. I um, think it, when when we signed him, I was happy. Yeah, especially because God forbid, my uh, God forbid, Devonte Adams decides to leave. Yeah, I think Jacoby becomes that number one, and he's mm-hmm. had flashes where he can be a really good number two. Yeah, and if you know, God forbid, Devonte leaves, he showed in New England that he could be a number one. Yeah, um, I, I just I think the big mistake was not going to get DeAndre Hopkins. I've made that very clear. But Absolutely. yeah, the New England Patriots are always going to be a tough out. They're always going to. Uh, uh, compete and bring it close. Their defense or our defense is, is top 10. It's always going to be a top 10 unit, if not top five. And we're doing all this without three of our starting four cornerbacks. Just want that to be out there. But go look at that Miami Dolphins game. We did that without three of our starting four cornerbacks. All right. They, they ain't put 70 points up on us. They ain't do that to us. Now, just think if we had all four of our starting cornerbacks, how that game would have looked. It would have been very interesting. But I'm hoping Dallas gets back all three of their offensive linemen that were out last week, Tyron Smith, uh, Zach Martin, and uh, uh, Biadash, uh, I believe his last name, I probably um, butchered that, but whatever. Like you said, Dallas needs this win bad, Nick. They need it real bad. Um, one, it's a good win versus a good team. They need to get that bad taste out of their mouth from last week, and they've got to remind everybody and themselves of what they are. Right, because they've got a big matchup next week against the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday Night Football. And you cannot go into that game dropping two straight games. You can't do it. So Dallas Cowboys have to come back. Listen, the Pats are going to be competitive in this game. It honestly would not shock me in the least, though, Nick, if the Patriots win this game. It really would not shock me. This is what I expect from Bill Belichick. He's going to take away CeeDee Lamb, and he's going to force Dak Prescott to beat him. And then offensively, he's going to run the ball down your throats. Ezekiel Elliott and Ramondre Stevenson are probably going to touch the ball 30-plus times um, uh, combined. So expect that. And um, it, it, I think it's going to be close, but I, I, I'm going to take Dallas in a close one. I, I think that they have to get this game. I think they have to get it done. Uh, next up, your game, Nick. The Kansas City We're Chiefs. We're not even going to talk about it's the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs are headed to New York. Let me tee it up. The Kansas City Chiefs are headed to New York to take on the Jets Sunday night football. T-Swizz is going to be in his house. Kansas City's favored by minus nine and a half. Nick, who you got? Trade Zach Wilson. The kid's got to go. Obviously, I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs. If we had Aaron Rodgers, this would be a different story. Yeah. I, just to speak on the Jets real quick. Go ahead. Have your moment. Uh, the kids got to go, man. There have been – okay, you win week one against the Buffalo Bills. You got to have some type of confidence. You lose week – you lose week two against the Dallas Cowboys. I had us losing that game even with Aaron Rodgers. That's fine. You come into week three, no disrespect to you guys, you lose to the New England Patriots. Where we, where Zach Wilson most of the times has shined in some of those games against the New England Patriots. You come in and you don't do nothing. 
you get you see videos of Garrett Wilson yelling at you, going off on you on the bench. The defensive guys are talking about, yeah, bench Zach, bench Zach. Salah's the only guy who's voting for Zach Wilson. The kid's got to go, bro. If everybody's saying something and you're not, you're in the wrong. Like, this offense, like, I get it. This offense was built around Aaron Rodgers. But this offense can still be something if we can get a quarterback who makes the right reads, who drops back two steps instead of six, who who looks and makes a decision instead of standing there and lets yourself get hit and then runs out the pocket and then throws the football away. Like, I don't I, – I just, like – I saw it last year. I understand this was supposed to be his year. He's supposed to sit behind Aaron Rodgers. He was supposed to learn. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. We had to throw him in the fire. And I don't want to go through this another year where we have a top three, top four defense in the league, and then now we have all these weapons on offense, and we can't do nothing. We cannot put points on the board. Like, the kids got to go. And I said it after week one, week two. I was saying, give the kids some confidence. This Patriots game is huge. He didn't do anything. And, the like, I understand everybody talks about the offensive line is not good. They got to, you know, they got to help him out. No. His, it's, like, I think when you look at Zach Wilson and you look at the um, the offensive line, when you compare the issues, it's 70-30. 70% lean Zach Wilson. Because there are sometimes where I watch, when I watch the Jets games, when I try to watch the replays, I love when they show it overhead where you can see all the plays develop. I've counted over 30 to 40 reads that he's missed in the first half where it's like first down, first down, where instead of instead of fourth and 14, you can get the four, four and three. Like, like he's missing everything. And then on top of that, Salah's playing Dalvin Cook over Brees Hall. It's disgusting. I love Dalvin. I thought signing him was great. I vouched for him. He is a red zone running back. I think if if you have an offense like this who you can't get the pass game going, just give it to Brees. Brees showed that he's healthy. He showed it in week one. He showed it in week two, the little bit of burn he got. You got to let Brees loose, especially if you want to keep Zach at the QB. Just tell him hand it off. The less, the less you have Zach do, the better. But overall, play Brees Hall more, Dalvin Cook in the red zone, and Zach's got to go. Uh, I don't disagree with you. Um, quickly on this game, um, before I ask you uh, um, the question to dive into the Jets, the Jets defense, I believe, is going to keep this game close early. I think it's going to be close early, but I think eventually it's going to uh, break down and the Chiefs are going to be able to just uh, get what they want on them. If if there's ever a chance for them to win the game, though, the blueprint of what you did against the Patriots and last week is not the blueprint. The blueprint is what you did against Buffalo. Hand the damn ball off to Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook both guys combined should be getting 30-plus carries. 
right? 15 to 20 for uh for Brees, 10 to, to 15 for Dalvin Cook. Zach Wilson should be throwing the ball at most 20 times. That's at most, 20 times. They're letting this kid go out there and throw it 30 plus times and putting him in terrible positions. You obviously see he is not NFL ready. He can't read an NFL defense. And he lacks the confidence now. He lacks it. It's just, there's no poise whatsoever. There's no pocket presence. There's that that quote of the of what Sam Darnold said, which absolutely killed his career. I'm seeing ghosts. Seeing ghosts. That's what Zach Wilson is doing. He's seeing ghosts. And I'm sorry, and I understand I agree with you. This wasn't supposed to be his year. He was supposed to sit behind Rodgers for two, maybe even three years to actually learn and hopefully develop. He's been thrown into the fire, and he's, again, not showing up. Now, I want to – I'm taking the Chiefs to win this game, obviously. Absolutely. Now, I want to ask you this before we move on to Monday Night Football, the final game. Should the Jets go get Kirk or stay the course and get a top draft pick? I think you go get Kirk. I think you go get Kirk because Kirk is on his last year in Minnesota. Um, when you look at what Kirk has done this year, he's thrown for over 300, I think, in two of the past three games. He's looked really well. He's put points on the board. The defense just can't get it done. When you add a gunslinger like that into an offense like ours, he's not Aaron Rodgers, but he's Aaron Rodgers-esque. But I'm talking about like arm strength, accuracy, stuff like that. Like he's up there in that category. And like I understand Garrett Wilson's not Jettas, but when you add the combination of Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, you have um, you know, little spurts of Randall Cobb here and there, you play Brees Hall more, Brees Hall can catch the ball. I think all that can add up to Justin Jefferson. And then you give him, you give Kirk a top three defense where Kirk is not like, damn, like I got to score all these points just to put us in games. Like Kirk can, Kirk can put points up on the board and just be like, yeah, the defense got me. And then you could start winning games. And I think if you can trade for Kirk, especially on his last deal, his last year, I don't know what's going to happen with Rodgers. Rodgers talking about he's going to come back next year. He's going to play. My man, you're 40-something years old, and you just tore your Achilles. You're not Kobe Bryant. You're not Kobe Bryant, and this is not basketball. Everything's different. This is a contact sport, and it, I, I don't know if he's going to come back. I think I think for long-term I think you, and short-term, I think you go out and get Kirk, and then it just makes this offense more high-powered, and then next year – if Aaron Rodgers does decide to come back, you you let him fight it out. Yeah. Here's what I'll say, though. New York has fallen in love with Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think that you can go get Kirk for a one-year rental and then go to Aaron Rodgers after that. Absolutely. I, I yeah. just, and you definitely can't keep Kirk as the long-term answer. No. Because he's I, getting up there and age himself. Yeah, but also just because of cap hell. You can't re-sign Kirk Cousins and then keep Aaron Rodgers on your book. And if if you if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back and he retires, you still have to pay him that money. And remember, oh. in two in two years, you have to play you have to pay Brees. 
Yeah, you have to pay you all these guys. You have to pay Garrett. You have to pay Garrett. Sauce. You have to pay Sauce. So, so what I will say to the, you, Nick, is this: I think you stay the course. I think you keep Zach Wilson, and honestly, you don't keep Zach. I think you. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why they said no to Carson Wentz. Um, I think you go get a back, uh, uh, you know, a veteran quarterback in free agency, or you trade for a backup quarterback out there that can, you know, help you out and and, and stuff like that. They should have never got rid of Mike White. And I think you stay the course. Yeah, losing Mike White sucks. I think you stay the course with this team, and I think you get because look at this, right? Because I do believe Aaron Rodgers is coming back. I don't think he goes out like that. I don't know what he's going to be able to give you, but I don't think he goes out like that. Think about this. Let's say you guys get a top five pick, right? Because you're just your team's not going to be that good with Zach Wilson as your starting quarterback. There's a guy out there by the name of Marvin Harrison Jr. Now you get a Marvin Harrison Jr. with Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. Aaron Rodgers coming back. I'm Kyle, just saying Kyle that Lazard. Alan Lazard's not that guy. Don't sleep on that dude. Man. I'm sleeping hard body on him I, with a pillow and a blanket over my head, Nick. I'm sleeping. I, that's all I'm saying. I don't, I, don't think think Green Bay. I don't think you go out and get Kirk. I just really don't. I don't. I think you have to stay the course. I don't think Zach Wilson is the is the answer. He's definitely not the answer. And I don't think Robert Sala is saying, you know, we're behind uh, uh, Zach Wilson is the answer either. It's bad. You're going to lose the locker room. But. It's that I don't th- I don't that's think you issue, but that's my issue. Mm-hmm. You lose the locker room. Well, and no, that's why you go get. That's why I think you go get a Carson Wentz. Or so. I don't know why they said no to Carson Wentz. I really don't know why they said no because Carson reached out. Reports say he reached out and the Jets said no to him. I don't know why they said no. I don't know why you go don't go and ask a Cam Newton to come in. I, I really don't. I don't. Both of those guys are better options than Zach Wilson right now. Absolutely, both of them. Um. I think Carson Wentz would have been would have been nice. In my I mean, Carson Wentz has got a little Zach Wilson in him, where you know he's very sporadic and he plays very bad, uh, but he's better than Zach Wilson currently. He can still win you the games that we need to win. Yeah, um, but they're. I'm telling you that coaching staff is definitely not doing Zach Wilson any favors by letting him throw 30 plus times a game. Stop that stuff. Stop. And it. and like we said before, like like um, you keep Zach Wilson, you lose the locker room. That's my main issue. Yeah, One of the main reasons why we won games last year yep. is because of that locker room. Yep. If you the lose, defense is not getting happy. They're, they're, I mean, they're getting angrier and angrier by the second. And I think if you lose, I think if you lose the locker room, some of those guys don't want to resign their rookie deals. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to want to leave. So exactly. finally, the final game of the slate, Nick, is the Seattle Seahawks headed to New York on Monday Night Football to take on the Giants, the G-Men. It's an even pick them game. Who you got? I got the Seattle Seahawks. I'm not really high on the Giants. Mm-hmm. I understand Zach Wilson had that great comeback against the Arizona Cardinals. You mean Daniel Jones? I'm sorry, Daniel Jones. What'd I say? Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. <laughs> oh, man. I forgot. I'm looking at the same person. Yeah. Um, like, I oh, messed up, dude. Daniel Jones yeah. is better. Than <laughs> Come on now. And I'm not a Daniel Jones guy. No, nah, Daniel Jones is, is better than Zach Wilson. Yeah. But um, it's just – I'm not a firm believer on this Giants team. Uh-oh. I don't see anywhere that they improved from last year. And now you lose Saquon, it's it, it's a lot. Yeah. And I think I think the Seahawks team is looking for a big win. Like, they had the, they had the win against um, – The Lions. The Lions, which I thought was great. But 
if they, I think they need to go two and two if they're going to have any shot in um, competing. Three one. They got two wins. Two and one. I'm sorry. Yeah, they, they got to go the three. Panthers. Yes, yes. They got to be three and one. Yeah, because they only lost to the Rams. Yeah, they have so, to be. They have to be three and one to start the season if they have any chance of competing in this division. Yeah. So here's what I'll say. Um, Seattle is a team that historically um, struggles on the road. Uh, they're kind of like the New Orleans, Atlanta, Indianapolis, those type of teams. They struggle more on the road, right? I'm going to go the G-Men. Um, I think it's going to be close. I think these teams are, are pretty similar, to be honest with you. They're both well-coached. Uh, they're both well-coached, I should say. They've got solid defenses. Obviously, Seattle's offense is clearly better. It is, it's not even really close. But because it's in New York, because Seattle's on the road, I'm going to go with the Giants to get the job done, and both teams move to 2-2. Two and two. So that wraps up our week four pick em, Nick. Um, let's see. Any, any other, uh, do here's a question for you, right? Cause Colin Kaepernick has been in the news lately. Do you think a team should take a flyer on Colin Kaepernick? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. My, okay. So here's my thing. And this is no shade to nobody. We already talked about him earlier. If Deshaun Watson can get a job in the NFL, why can't Colin Kaepernick? You want me to answer I, that? I understand that they're not the same type of player. No, you want you want me to answer that? Go ahead. I got your answer right here. Yeah. Uh, they paid him to go away. When he sued the NFL and they settled, that was paying you to go away. Okay? You caused us trouble. We gave you your money. Now you go away. That's that that is the fact of the matter. I hate it. It sucks. He's being blackballed, but that's the fact that he got paid to go away. That is. I do believe I agree with you. I think somebody should take a flyer on him. It's been six years. That's a long ass time. But you can't tell me there are 64 quarterbacks right now better than Colin Kaepernick. Exactly. Like he's a backup role. He's yeah. even said that himself. Yeah. I mean, he literally just put a note out, the, the paper, uh, the, the letter out saying, I'll, I'll be the leader of the practice squad. I, mean, I don't even want to be on the team. Just sign me to the practice squad. The kid, ju he just wants to be there. He just wants to sh see, show people that he can still do it. And I, I mentioned Atlanta should, should go out and sign a Cam Newton. I think Colin Kaepernick would also be perfect for an Atlanta Falcons team. I think, that, not, I think I think uh, Colin would be better than Cam. Yes, I love Cam. I would say when when you look at Cam Newton, you got to remember he's not the heavy passer that he that he is. Yeah, he but here's the thing: Colin Kaepernick's been out of the league for six years. He's going to be very rusty. No, absolutely. I think Cam is a better option in that case because he's been in live action football recently, more recently than Colin. But like I said, I think taking a chance on Colin for the Falcons is not. Ritter is not the guy, and you're not even asking Ritter to do much anyway. So you wouldn't be asking Colin to do much. And him, Bajan, Algier, that running style offense, that's literally what he was. He lived on and made his career on. Same with Cam Newton. So I do believe somebody should take a flyer on Kyle, Colin Kaepernick, but I do also understand why he has not played for the last six years, and it is because in that settlement he was paid to go away. It's disappointing, but it, it 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 that is the truth. That's the truth of life. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. 
Um, he just he deserves a job. He does. I mean, he. Listen, you don't see arm talent like that every day no, in the NFL. He, you don't see that athletic ability. I mean, what he did, 200-plus rushing yards against the Green Bay Packers in a playoff game? Exactly. That's outstanding. I mean, it's not like he was a scrub, like he's been to the Super Bowl. No, no. I mean, he wasn't – listen, he was never an elite quarterback. He was never top 10, but he was a very good, competent quarterback who was electric at times. Like Exactly. Great plays, right? Uh, John Harbaugh really, really made him uh, into something special in the San Francisco 49ers days. All right, Nick, that basically uh, wraps up uh, the topics for today. Um, you got anything else that you would like to add? Um, nothing? Honestly, man, the last thing I'm going to say, Dame, I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> the best That's of it. That's it. <laughs> I'm still going to be a supporter. I'm still a Damian Lillard guy. I will buy his jersey. But – I will never, I will never root for the Milwaukee Bucks. He's never gonna do it. And I'm never, and I'm never rooting for the Portland Trailblazers ever again. It's fuck Portland for life. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on here, but Joe Cronin can, yeah, can kick rocks. He can eat a bag of dicks too. Oh, if you're saying that, I was gonna say Joe Cronin can suck my ass, like all of it too. It's just like. <laughs> I can't believe yesterday really happened. It happened, Nick. But that is going to wrap up episode 129 of the Wise Guys podcast. Nick, thank you for being with us. Guys, if you like this episode, give us a thumbs up. Subscribe if you are new. Share the content and comment along with us. All right. Tell us how you feel about all the topics we had discussed today. Nick. Has his own channel, has his own podcast, the Trophy Room Podcast. The link is in the description. Go subscribe to that. Go like his videos and share that content as well. Follow him on Twitter. Links are in the description. Follow me on Twitter and on TikTok and all that stuff. I love interacting with you. Trust me. If you comment on my stuff, I'm going to be there to, to comment back with you, and we're going to have a good, dispirited discussion. I'm here for it. I'm not run, I don't run for no smoke. No smoke. Uh, but I love that. Thank you for tuning in with us. Nick, thank you for being here with us. And until next time, stay classy. Ladies, gay is.